Welcome to the History Slam podcast from ActiveHistory.ca. Here's your host, Sean Graham. Thank you, Adam. Welcome to the History Slam, everybody. I am Sean Graham coming at you today from Parts Unknown. <laughs> we, we've done this show in a lot of different places, China, uh, Dallas, Boston, Washington, D.C., Victoria, and I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> um, I am in the. I basically drove to the middle of nowhere, and I drove like an hour past that, and I got here to Cars, Ontario. I'm here with the Riley Boys family, Megan and Aaron. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having us back. So why are we here? Why? 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 This is allegedly Ottawa. Because we live it here. Is not, it is not allegedly. It is Ottawa. So you moved out here January. less than a year ago, right? Yeah, January. Yeah, so you're settled in. We have yeah. done. We did shows before. Last time you were on, Megan, was at the old house yes. in Nepean. Now yes. you're out here. You're all settled in. Yes. Feeling good. And it's decorated already, which is not surprising to me. For uh, Christmas, you mean? Decorated for Christmas? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, so it's all sort of decked out here, the Christmas trees up and, and all that stuff, because Christmas season, first one in the new house. Yes. Are you excited for it? Absolutely. What yeah. is the plan this year? Lots of Christmas parties. Yeah, but I mean, for Christmas specifically, uh, it's just going to be the three of us in Beasley and uh, Christmas presents and all that kind of fun stuff uh, here, just the just the four of us. Very nice. And uh, yes, we will get to the third member of the family in a little bit. Yes. Um, Stay tuned. Hopefully she uh, wakes up from her nap at some point. We can get her on the show. That would be good. It would be great. But the so reason- long as she's not grumpy. Yeah, we don't want any cranky pants here. Yeah, no. no cranky pants. Oh, then Aaron should probably leave. <laughs> yes, that's right. uh, so the reason we're here is we wanted to talk about, with it being the festive season, some of the best Christmas fads and Christmas toys of all time. Because the three of us are pretty much the same age with some minor discrepancy. And... Uh, Although if you ask my students, it's a major discrepancy. <laughs> what, what decade? What Apparently, I was born in the seventies, according to my Tuesday night class at Carleton. What? Yeah. Why do they think you're so old? I think it's because I have no hair. Oh. I, think, I think the hairline belies my actual age. Um, so, but we want to talk about that because we grew up sort of around the same era, and mm-hmm. you've done some research in terms of the big trends. I have yeah. some stuff here, and we've also asked some other people. But we thought it'd be good going into the Christmas season, what are the best Christmas fads and toys of all time? So, uh, what do you think? Let's let's start out just personal favorites. If you can pick one from when you were a kid, what was the thing that you remember really wanting? Oh, um, well, I was saying to Megan earlier when we were chatting about this, um, anything related to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you oh, if my yeah. parents or Santa got me something like that, I lost my mind. That was just the be all and end all um i'll tell a story that my parents love to tell ad nauseum uh there was one year uh we went to my grandparents for christmas and my brother and i are relatively the same age as well so we got dual gifts and we opened them together and they were teenage mutant ninja turtle sleeping bags and my parents say that we went wild (laughs) we just went absolutely insane but i think their funniest part is that we didn't know what they were we just knew that it was Ninja Turtles. We didn't know they were sleeping bags. <laughs> we just knew it was Ninja Turtles. Um, I personally don't remember that, but it, I totally see it happening. And then one other, uh, and I actually have it in my room right now. I'm now in my 30s, but I still have it with me. Um, I got a Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stocking. 
It's oh. Raphael. Uh, I woke up on Christmas morning and my old stocking had been moved and this new one was sitting there. My brother got one as well. And I still have it. I love putting it up every year. It's part, you know, part of my childhood, part of my nostalgia. So yeah, I think those those things for me were like my my biggest ones. Okay, Ninja Turtles. Megan, what about what about you? Um, for me, it was Polly Pockets. Oh yeah. And and Barbies. I did like Barbies, but I was really fond of Polly Pockets. And I actually I regret giving them away to, to my cousin who was younger than me because I really wish I had them now, <laughs> <laughs> so that I could play with them. With, with Ellie, with my daughter, because they don't make them like that anymore. Right. So these, I want to make sure I'm right on these. They're like, they almost look like, like almost like compacts. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and then you would, you would open, open them, them up, up and then it would be like a, like a, a mall or like a bedroom or, or a, a store. And, and the little figurines were, they were smaller than an inch. They what were. were the, what was the name of the ones that they targeted for boys? What was the name of those? Mighty ones? Max. Mighty Max. Because oh, I would steal yeah. my brother's Mighty Max so that my Polly Pockets had dates. <laughs> because they didn't really give you a whole lot of boy <laughs> Polly Pockets. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I used to like make like, like street scenes and I would steal my brother's little matchbox cars and that would be their, their ride so they could drive around town. And, and like I, they make them now, but I think they're giant because yeah, they were choking yeah. hazards. Yeah, that would be the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I really wish I'd kept mine because <laughs> I loved them so much. I had like probably 20 or 25 of them. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of them. So you were like all over town. There was like yeah. the mall, the school. Yeah. The, I'm sure there had to have been like a beauty parlor one. Oh yeah, there's also like, and then they used they got even more elaborate. At one point, they had like a castle that it oh. was not pocket sized. This one, it was humongous, and and it yeah, it was amazing. Wow. I, I missed them. Jeez. <laughs> so I, I remember one year I really wanted a remote control car. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It was this one where I can't remember what it was called, but like. In the commercial, it would run into a wall and then like flip over because it was like two sided. I remember those. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I got it from my grandparents, and I remember being super excited yeah. about having about getting that. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I always remember getting up Christmas morning. Yeah. The stocking would be at the foot of the bed, and my brother and I would go into our parents' room. Uh, while we were still small enough that the four of us could sit on their bed and open stockings and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just remember that. And then my mom would make breakfast and then we'd do gifts. And it was really cool. Oh, you yeah. guys did yeah. breakfast before Once we got a little older, I'm sure it was when we were little, we probably just ran downstairs. Yeah, I, but, it's funny because it's one of those things that I'm always interested to hear what people have done. Um, because my family is opposite. We always did gifts first. Sorry, it had to go stocking, then gifts, then breakfast. That was the same with us. We couldn't wait for presence like there was no waiting but i know others that i've chatted to same thing you know they get up do stockings breakfast uh gifts or some combination thereof obviously you know everyone does it differently but yeah Yeah. or like or like my mom always makes muffins on christmas morning okay so like she would make muffins we would sit in the kitchen and then when the muffins were ready maybe do some gifts and then have a bigger breakfast after that or something Yeah. yeah so those are our stuff now let's go through sort of historically what are some of the biggest trends that we've found and some of the best all-time gifts that that we have here. So let's go through and uh, I have a few that I've selected, but I want to see what your list is. Okay. Uh, so for you, uh, Megan, what do you think is one of these biggest trends in, or, or not even trends, like a fad, the biggest, one of the biggest fads that we've had in Christmas toys? So I remember in the 1980s, because I was born in the 1980s, Cabbage Patch dolls yes. were like huge. And I remember 
I remember I got a, pa a Cabbage Patch doll, but I was really, really young, so I don't actually remember getting it, but I, but then I had it for years and years and years. But I remember my parents would always say to me whenever I was playing with it, do you know how hard it was for us to get this for you? Because it was, it was like such a huge fad that it was really hard to keep them in stock. So that one I remember. Yeah, so it's like an early 80s thing that sort of continued through the decade. And yeah. I, I have here that, so they came out in 83. Yeah. And then in the calendar year of 1984, they sold 18 million of them. Oh, yeah, I believe like, it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they're, okay, so you had one. Yeah. I don't remember if we had one in our house. My sister did. Yeah. They're creepy looking. Um, I think it's the hair that's maybe a little bit weird because it was made of yarn. Oh. <laughs> but they're, but their faces were like so like cute and pudgy <laughs> and they usually had like rosy cheeks and actually Ellie has one, has a modern one. Oh. And, but they, they look fairly similar to the ones we had as kids, but they don't have the yarn hair. They have right. more of like the realistic in quotation marks synthetic yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> synthetic hair but that's the only real difference from when we were kids from like the the cabbage patch dolls now but they're they're called cabbage patch dolls like it's the same brand the same faces and were you supposed to like get a bunch of them and they would be friends with each other Oh, or gosh, was it like a series or were they it just would, a stock model you would get they were all different so i remember mine had had brown hair and it was in pigtails and you would get them and they would ha come with like a little card that would give you like the details about that doll. So it had mm. a name and it, it and it, I, I can't even remember what other information it gave you about her. Um, but they still do that. So when Ellie got hers, it, it had all this information okay. about your specific doll. But yeah, there were so many different variations of them. Right, because it was sort of like you were adopting it, right? Yeah. Because that was the idea. You were and now here's my story. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So those, yeah, those were absolutely huge. Yeah. Like, there was rushes on those, and and you can find footage of you know stores opening, people scrambling to get their cabbage patch doll. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so so there you go. So Aaron, what do you got on um, your list there? When I was going through as well, I'll, I'll stick with the '80s just because it was something that uh, my siblings and I had uh, the Game Boy. Yes. And I've got to hear that it came out in 1989. Uh, I don't know when we would have got ours. Um, as far as I can tell, it just magically materialized. <laughs> and I had, you know, had always had it. Uh, but yeah, so I remember having that. And we used to play it, obviously, on road trips and stuff like that. Um, but there was one, and I'm, I've got an older sister and a younger brother, and we had to share it. You know, we all had to, we had to take turns playing. We only play for a certain amount of time and then we had to pass it along. And there was one Mario game that we had and we always had competitions with each, with each other who could get the furthest. <laughs> and then I remember my mom used to get in on that action every so often. She'd take a turn at it. Um, and then of course, you know, the amount of games that they came out with it. Um, yeah, the Game Boy was huge. Just, I mean, you know, you think about all the handhold things now, it all goes back to the, to the Game Boy. Yeah, and the thing is too, it's like what, like two years after Nintendo comes out, two or three years after yeah. Nintendo comes out. Yeah. So to go from that to the handheld that fast, oh yeah, was amazing. And I remember we had one, and we got it was it was a light slash magnifier. Oh, so you yeah. would hook it on. So you could play in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it would also would magnify the screen at the same time, <laughs> which was cool. pretty cool. Yeah. So at night we could sit in the back seat, driving back from wherever, and play. I didn't know they yeah, had that was those. one of the drawbacks cool. of it because yeah. once it became dark, you couldn't see the screen anymore because it wasn't no. backlit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there was also, so we also had it was like Mario Golf or something okay. that was with it, 
And I it was the hardest game I've ever played. <laughs> it was so hard to hit the ball and or and to hit it accurately. So I f- discovered that if you hit A, B, and start select at the same time, it would automatically reset, but it would take you to the same place where you were, and the shot wouldn't count. So if you yeah. hit a bad shot before the ball stopped moving, if you did that, you would just reset and go back. So it would take me like 15 minutes to play a hole because I would reset. Because after. you're a cheater. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically, that's basically it. Yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted to win, you know, in this game against nobody. Uh, I felt very strongly about it. Um, but yeah, and, and there was something too. I remember like as a kid with the Nintendo, I had a Nintendo, uh, Scott and I did, the controller was easy to... Not necessarily throw, although I'm sure my parents would tell you I threw it a oh, few yeah. times. Yeah. But with the Game Boy, I never felt compelled to throw it. No, that's true. Like controllers, you felt like, oh no, and you throw it down. But yeah. with the Game Boy, there wasn't that. I, I remember getting frustrated with it, and you know, you'd shake it up and down because you're frustrated with like yes. that, or you maybe hit it against your lap because you were angry with yourself for dying. Because you know, in those days, <laughs> you like especially with Mario, you touch something and you die. Like there was no lives no, or no health or anything that you just died, um, but yeah, the Nintendo we definitely went through a couple controllers. I'm I'm shocked that my parents continued to buy us <laughs> the controllers. Well, as we were talking about before we started to record, sometimes having something on a screen can be useful for parents to keep children quiet. That is very true. Uh, yes. <laughs> Um, so another one from the eighties that I want to mention. I, I'm curious if you two remember this. The Teddy Ruxpin. Oh yes. Uh, I dolls. remember Teddy Yes. Megan, you look somewhat... Well, you don't so, remember it? Like I, so, like, I know exactly what it is, but it was it was never, like, something that was in our house. So I think I right. actually know more... I'm more aware of it as an adult than I ever was as a kid. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, it's basically a talking bear. Right. Uh, that you would have. And this thing... So it comes out in 1985. In 1985, it costs $68. It costs $68 in... <laughs> in 1985. That, how much would that be now? Like 200 bucks? Uh, maybe not that much, but That's yeah, crazy. at least in the mid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'd be pretty expensive. Wow. For a toy. And you two are parents. Well, this is why I don't know about it from when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. because there's nowhere my parents would have bought me in a toy that expensive. Yeah, pretty, pretty uh, expensive. But wow. uh, 12,000 of them were returned because they would just talk gibberish. Oh. The internal mechanism wouldn't work. So yeah. instead of saying whatever he would say, it would just be like just nonsense words. <laughs> oh so you'd have goodness. to return, which would be which would suck because, yeah. given the rush that there were on the Teddy Ruxpin dolls, to get one and then to have it not work, it's not like you can just exchange it for another one because yeah. all the stores are out of them. Right. So you get your sixty-eight dollars back, which is nice, but <laughs> it's it's not that great. And, and the other thing that's cool about this is it was designed by Disney Imagineer Ken Forsey. So. You know, that, that sort of that Disney magic when you go down to either Florida or California or if you go to any of the parks anywhere. Mm-hmm. The, Disney has that. There's something about Disney, like with the animatronics and the yeah. characters, and they do it really well. Uh, so it's not surprising that this product was as popular as it was because it had sort of that Disney mm-hmm. magic in it. And yeah, very popular product. But again, another creepy looking one, <laughs> I think. <laughs> It's kind of weird. And I remember like his, his mouth would just sort of flop up and down, yeah. which in the 80s was pretty cool. But when you look at it today, like his mouth isn't forming words. It's just well, it's, moving. It's like a ventriloquist. Yeah. It's like those, do you remember those singing fish? 
Oh, yeah. that got that you put on the wall? That you put on the wall. Yeah. And, and like literally the mouth would just <laughs> flap open, but it was so entertaining. <laughs> Similarly with the Teddy Ruxpin, and I have this on my list, um, for one of the biggest fads in the 1990s was Tickle Me Elmo. Yes. Oh, I remember this, Which was yeah. pretty much exactly the same as Teddy Ruxpin, but when you're talking about creepy, I don't know why this one is in my mind, but I recently saw a video and the headline or the title was something for your nightmares someone had stripped away all of elmo's fur for the tickle me and showed it what it looks like it is terrifying oh once elmo stripped away all of its fur it's terrifying you do that to poor elmo no but someone did that's awful no i remember that was big when my my younger cousin um was you know like three or four the tickle me elmo's were really big so i remember him getting one and and me thinking like these are really cool like they were really cool but those are i i don't have numbers in front of me to back it up but those i remember being insanely popular and very difficult to to get yeah so so what i what i found was that retailed in 1996 for $28 yeah so that's not unreasonable for what it was and there but at the same time because it was so popular it sold it very quickly and there were reports of markups into the hundreds of dollars because there was that much of a rush on this thing and yeah and they came out a few years ago with a similar thing but it's called something it's like a hug me elmo or something Mm -hmm. so the technology it's the same idea but if you hug it it will hug you back which is kind of sweet who doesn't love elmo yeah and it's like like it's like child size right so if you have like like so with ellie it'd be almost her height that's okay. really cool. And then you could just hug it and she could have a friend. That's cute. You know. So so Ellie got some money from her grandma. Okay. And uh, was able to pick any toy she wanted. And uh, so we were walking around Canadian Tire and we went in the toilet aisle and she didn't really find anything she liked. So she goes to the Christmas decoration aisle and she, you know those singing... Um, you know, like singing Santa's, singing oh, Snowman, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. where you press a button and it sings a song and it kind of moves around. And it's, it's like it's, it's it shimmies, it yeah. shakes. Yeah, yeah. So no, she, she finds a singing flamingo. Of course. Wearing a Santa hat who who sings the Macarena <laughs> and whose neck, you know, wiggles around. And she loves this thing. But what the thing I thought was the most hilarious is that I was expecting her to want to, you know, turn it on constantly, but she wanted to cuddle with it. With the flamingo. With the yeah. fl- but with this and it's not very cuddly because it's because it's got all these things inside it that make it move. No, she wanted to sit there, she wanted to cuddle with it. She wanted it. to bring it to bed with her one she, night and we had to explain to her, No, sweetie, because it's it's not gonna be that comfortable. Yeah. It's not like yeah. stuffy, you're not gonna be able to get you know, it's not as conducive to sleeping so that, but that just makes me think of this elmo toy like there's something about the i think the way that it's animated that makes it feel so lifelike that they want to like oh it's my it's my friend right it, it as well as like as technology improved right you're able to add a little bit more padding towards it you know maybe yeah. the, the yeah. control device a little bit smaller and yeah, yeah so that you don't feel all the exactly. moving parts the gears yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so we've um, heard the macarena a lot lately yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which actually leads me to another thing that I don't know if this is on your list, but the Chatty Cathy doll, sort of the the, I have it on the, my the list, genesis yeah. Yeah. of this in the 1960s, the Chatty Cathy doll. Now, if we look at the Chatty Cathy doll, um, some of the, she would only say eleven things, and a couple of the lines uh, were very empowering comments like "Do you love me?" and "Please brush my hair." You know, really pushing that uh, female empowerment of the 1960s there. <laughs> um, but that's that's really the start of where this stuff comes from. Is this interactive mm-hmm. doll and Chatty Kathy? I think 
was one of the most popular gifts of the the sixties. I know you talked to your parents. Yep. Did any of them mention the Channing Cathy? No, which okay. is surprisingly actually no. Um, uh, if if we want to kind of segue into that, I asked them. My parents and my mom remembered that the toy that she always wanted and her favorite was was getting a Barbie, which was, right. of course, I think the 50s um, when the Barbie came out, was first introduced was, is the 50s. Um, so obviously Barbie has gone through many um What's it? Iterations. Iterations. I want to like, like <laughs> I want to say almost like a regenesis. Like yeah. Barbie has kind of really been repopularized. Well, she's um, been more empowered as as yes. Sean was sort of. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. But like Barbies to this day is still very very popular. Yeah. So um, 1959, I'm showing here for oh, perfect, yeah. for Barbie. So yeah, same time as Chatty Cathy. Yeah. So I mean that was my mom's. Uh, my dad's was something called a Johnny Seven One Man Army toy gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'll put a picture of this with the post. I don't know. You're going to have to, or a link to it or something. This is a ridiculous item. It is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It I, is ridiculous. I had to Google it, of course, to see what it looked like. And I found an image. And I'm thinking, that can't be what it is. So no. I sent it to my dad. And my dad's reaction was, yes, that was my favorite toy ever. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's just a toy gun? It looks yeah, like, it, but it looks like a machine gun. Oh, wow. And it's, it's, it's colored, like it's green. Right. And like it looks like something that you would see... Someone walking around within a Vietnam War yeah, movie. Oh like, my goodness! Yeah, so I'm yeah. Showing, yeah. The image right now with yeah. a grenade on it and everything. Yeah, so yeah. it's wow. very high powered. Uh, wow, high power artillery. Yeah, there. it's it, like it, yeah. It says uh, on the box. It says seven guns in one. The one man army. No batteries needed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, totally. If, if if you Google it or if Sean is able to put up an image of this, I mean, this is like Rambo on steroids. Yeah. Like that. What do you guys think about toy guns? I don't. I I'm don't out. know how I feel about them. I yeah. Yeah, I'm out. I don't like them. Like so, I don't think I would never give it to my own child. But then I think about like water guns, and I'm like, well, is there is that really any different? And like, I I I don't know. I think in general I don't like them, but I, I also don't know like if I would say to other people you shouldn't give that to your child. Like you well, know what I mean? On my list here to go back to historical toys for the nineteen nineties, super soakers. Yeah. Right. Were huge. Yep. And yeah, I mean I can't remember I was chatting with someone about this, um, but how obviously you don't need to give a kid a toy gun for them to make something a gun. Yeah. It's true. Whatever it is, I don't know what it <laughs> yeah. is about or, humans. It's like you can pick up a stick and then all of a sudden now it's a gun. Do you remember cap guns when yeah. we were yeah. kids? Oh yeah, cap guns were big. And I mean I remember playing with cap guns. Yeah. And I and I was never a like let's pretend to be ninjas or let's pretend to be cowboys or anything. But like it, there was something sort of cool about these like bam 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 cap guns. Well talking about guns guns as well, I asked a friend of mine what his a toy that he always wanted for Christmas. And he had mentioned that he always wanted an air gun, but his parents oh. would never get it for him. What's an air gun? Um, it's the same pre- basic premise, I think, hopefully made it right, as a BB, but it's oh. but it's just, it's kind of like, I'm assuming it just it uses a shot of air, obviously, to, to oh. fire a projectile. Okay, gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, he said he never got it. And, uh, but he said when he was old enough, he was 22, he said, I promptly went out and bought one. <laughs> And immediately shot my younger brother. <laughs> 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 and I thought there that was just go. so appropriate that your yeah. first target would be your younger yeah. brother. And it's like no wonder your parents wouldn't buy you. They say, <laughs> of course, yeah. Because yes. if yeah. you're not responsible at 22, yeah, yeah. Because well, it's, uh, it's like in the uh, it's you guys. I've started doing this every year. Is watching a Christmas story. 
Oh, nice. uh, the movie from the 80s. Right. And he, of course, wants the BB gun. Right. And everyone says you're going to put your eye out with that. Yeah. And that's what I think of with guns. With guns, yeah. Um, and just, I don't know, the imagery of having a gun. Yeah. But you mentioned super soakers and water guns. Yeah. And then bo- I think about Nerf guns, too. Yeah, like, are those exactly. Are those bad? I don't know. Yeah, because I remember playing with Nerf guns with uh, with my brother and uh, and friends of ours when we were kids. You know, you had, and like, we had ones, we had one that was a bow and arrow Nerf. Like it had like obviously the arrows and they shot out and everything like that. Like we, there's so many of them yeah. obviously. But I just like I mean you look at your dad who wanted this like insane gun when he was a, a kid and like he obviously did not turn out to be like a homicidal maniac. So I feel like that it's like of. that we know about. No. So I feel like it's like one of those things. Like Please you, don't be a homicidal. As long maniac, as you're. Parents. Be a real downer. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the parents are making sure their children understand, like you know, this is this is just pretend. You would obviously never play with a real gun, and you know, you don't shoot anyone in the eye with it, and that sort of thing. That's why I'm sort of like unsure how I feel about toy guns in general. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's there's not a clear necessarily a clear answer to it. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so let's let's go move on and, and what else do you have in terms of historical ones? Uh, this one, so I had a lot of fun actually doing this because so many of these toys are still around today. One of them from the sixties is the Easy Bake Oven. Well, I, had that's one of, the, I had one of those. I mean, that's not around in the same in the same format. Those things were hazards. Oh, of course, but I mean, but but you, you could but kill there's yourself. different iterations of it. I mean, like these, those things they, would burn down your this but, beautiful house that you just but bought they still exist. would be gone in yeah, ten yeah, minutes. Sh- sh- Mine never had any issues. I made my cake with my light bulb, and it was delicious. <laughs> I remember friends having that, and I don't remember if my sister had one or not. Um, but I remember being around them and thinking, "This is so cool!" You know, the like, only issue with them these things. was that it came with, I think, maybe like three packages of cake mix yeah. or whatever, right? Because it was like these really tiny little yep. pans, right? And once you use those, it was like, "Mom, Dad, can you go get me more?" No, like so then it's useless. Like it was yeah. one of those stories, like you you had to keep getting the supplies for. So yeah. you know, it was like really fun when you first got it, and then it kind of went in the back of a closet and. You know, never appeared again. Because you couldn't use normal I don't bake mix, right? Like, it had to be the... Because spe- it's a light bulb. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was a light bulb that baked your cake. Yeah. 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 And it'd be hard to do it now with, like, the... the with the, the LEDs. Yeah. With the LED light bulbs that have no heat yeah. that come out of them. Yeah. It's sort of a, an old school product in yeah. that respect. It'd be hard to do that. And it was um, also really, like, cruel to a child because it took so long to bake. And all you wanted was this cake. And it was like... How long would it take for... It took like an hour. I, I just... I could be exaggerating, but as a child, that's how long it felt. It was like an hour to cook this little cake. Yeah, and it'd be... So we have we have like two bite brownies on the table with us. Like It was smaller than that, right? What you no, no, no. They no? were... I want to say they were the size of like a pancake. Like okay. A, like your average size pancake. Okay. Um, from what I'm remembering. Um, but it was definitely like a one-person-sized cake. You know, you weren't sharing this with anyone. <laughs> well, no, you baked it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I bet your parents expected you to share it with your brother. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I do remember being very excited to have it, though. Yes, yeah. that's why they don't talk anymore, because of the... Because of the cake. <laughs> share the cake, yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't, you know, in fairness, he didn't share his Game Boy with me. I didn't share my Easy Big Oven with him. We were cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. So that that and that's a plot point in the Seinfeld episode, where girl that Jerry is dating has all these old toys. One of which is an Easy Bake Oven that Elaine really wants to play with, and uh, she makes something and George goes to eat it. And Jerry's like, you know, that batter's like thirty years old. <laughs> like, yeah, go for it. Why not? <laughs> um, 
All right, so what else? What else we got? Easy Bake Oven. That's a real blast from the past. Yeah, yeah. another one from the 60s that I remember playing with as a kid, and I saw an advertisement just the other day, so I know that they're still making them. Light brights. Oh, I love oh, light brights. Oh, those were good. Yeah. Because when it. they had the stencils and it's, you know, it had the color. So it's like if you had to put a red bulb, it was R and yeah. then B. And then you could create these really cool things. Yeah. Or you could just do it on your own. So I remember having a light bright. So, I, so a couple of years ago when we were decorating for Halloween in the store, they had basically a package where you could turn your pumpkin into a light bright. So it had the little plastic pegs, yeah. just, just like a light bright. And it had the stencils. So you kind of taped it onto your pumpkin and it had a little hammer. You banged the little pegs where they needed to go. And then you took the paper off and then you put your candle in the pumpkin. Wow. And, I was like, and I remember it was like, this is so cool. Because it, it just like brought me back to my childhood. And it didn't look as good as I would have <laughs> liked it to. But it was so nostalgic that I was like, this is amazing. That's a really good idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. And, yeah. and those things, I would get frustrated with them. I think my brother probably used it more than I did because he was more patient than I was <laughs> uh, growing up. But... They were they were cool once they were done. Yeah, it just took forever to get to, to the point it. where it was done. Yeah, and it's like I remember if if you didn't line up the the stencil quite perfectly, yes. you trying to put one in it and it's like it missed. It like, yeah, it missed. Or and it just, you couldn't get it to sit. You'd properly. be short like one purple peg, and you'd be like, "Where's yeah. the you know?" And you'd be so mad because yeah. you couldn't finish your masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they—that's something too. Uh, in the movie Elf, which is another movie I like to watch every year, <laughs> um, he uses it when he's redecorating the store. Yeah, he uses light brights to spell out "Welcome Santa." Oh, so cute! Uh, and the thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, and uh, along with that, etch a sketch. I I, I oh, put yes. etch a sketch and light bright kind of in the same category for some reason. I know they're very different. I but. hated. I hated etch a sketch. Yeah, we we had an etch a sketch as well. I always find them found them too hard to because I'm very I I like things are like neat and tidy and precise and they were just it was just so hard to <laughs> do that with an etch a sketch that it made me crazy. It was they I was never good at it. Yeah, I'm not good artistically at all. Yeah. You're good artistically. Yeah, which, is, which surprises me that you no. It didn't was just like it. because like to turn the to try and get like a circle or to try to turn the dot. Oh, it made me nuts. I couldn't do it. Hmm. All right. So what else do we got here on on your list? You got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I found a lot of really really uh, good stuff. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got one that I think anyone who grew up in the '90s and appreciates nostalgic now now nostalgic Christmas movies, the Talk Boy. What the heck that is that? Kevin McAllister had in Home Alone 2. Oh, is that the thing where you record your voice and it plays that itself? That was the back? talk point. Yeah. So we had, I thought our version of that when we were kids was the Yak Back. So when the Yak Back came out in, I think the year, when we were teenagers maybe. Oh, it might have been. I definitely had one though. Either because, late '90s, early 2000s. Because but it I've was got cool. Talk Boy from the early '90s. Because right. again, that's what Kevin McAllister uses. You know, he in the right at the beginning of the movie, it's like, Kevin, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's just and like you think, oh, look what I can do with that. And again, I'm sure one of our friends had it, and my brother and I were insanely jealous that our friends had it, but uh, we never had one. Yeah, so it's it's showing up here in 1993 for the Talk Boy, and then the Yak Back was part of that same company, and yeah, okay, stuff that was makes sense. Yeah, later with it into the okay. mid to late 90s, and okay. actually, what I read this this morning, going through stuff, that the Talk Boy <laughs> wasn't a real thing, that it was a prop in the movie, and it was so popular they made it in the movie you? that they made a Hasbro made the toy. No way. That, yeah, this idea of what Kevin McAllister is doing in the movie. <laughs> was so cool to people that they had to go and make this product. 
That uh, blows my mind. I yeah. did not know that. That's oh. really so, cool. Yeah. So I read that this morning, and if someone if someone can confirm that or or, or, <laughs> or see if that's wrong, but I did read that this morning when I was researching. If Macaulay this stuff. Culkin is listening, please call in now. Then let us know. And let us know uh, whether yeah. that whether or not that's true. <laughs> that's um, re- that would be cool though. Yeah. They made a toy just based on yeah. what yeah. was in the movie, and that they pulled advertisements for it because it was so popular when it came out. Yeah. That. They would advertise, and they people would go to the store, and there wouldn't be any there. Oh my god! Because they were sold out already, yeah. so they yeah. just pulled all the advertising. They figured there's no point spending money on advertising. People are coming and getting it anyway. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm just looking at at Aaron's list here, and I see Pogs, and I'm that that's so funny. I I totally had a million Pogs. Oh, so did we. <laughs> I almost like forgot they existed until I just <laughs> saw them on your list. So, I, what were the point of Pogs? So they were okay. So they were little cardboard, round cardboard discs, and they had different, um, you know, like designs on them or whatever. And you would have something called a slammer, slammer, which was like a hard plastic disc and okay. then a little bit thicker than uh, than the pog the, yeah. and okay. you would put your pogs in a, in a stack so like let's say you and i were battling so you okay. would have like three pogs and i'd have three pogs and we'd put them all in a stack and then you would take your slammer and you had have to try to flip them over yeah. and then so you put them upside down in a pile yeah okay. yeah and you would try to flip them over and then and then you would if you flipped over however many then you got to keep them so like if if i flipped over some of yours and i got to keep yours and okay so you would and it would be like you'd you might go to the playground that day with like 20 pogs and leave with five you know like oh. depending on because yeah it was like a, it was so like it's childhood gambling oh, oh yeah. for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah i remember i remember like that was such a huge thing on the playground where oh, yeah. everyone had their pogs and everyone had their slammer and you would bring them to school and and that was the thing like there were certain ones that that you just did not play with. Play with because you want to like, keep forever. This is mine. Like, yeah. I, I, there's oh, no are way. there characters on yeah. them? So yeah. So I remember oh. that uh, from, I don't even know what year this came out. Do you guys remember the the, the cartoon Gargoyles? Mm. Vaguely. It was from Disney. Mm-hmm. And I remember they had Gargoyles. Pogs. Yeah. And I got a slammer once that was Gargoyles. And I remember friends wanting to try to battle me for it. And I was like, no. Yeah, not I, happening. I will never, <laughs> ever battle yeah. with this one. Like, this is this is what I'm... Yeah. Like, and it was fun, too, because it was like, girls had them, boys had them. Like, it was sort of one of those toys that really was like, you know, it, it was very gender neutral. Like, everyone was playing Pogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the series, Gargoyles TV series by Disney. Uh, first episode, 1994. They made three seasons of it. There we go. So there you go. It sounds familiar. I feel like I'd have to, I feel like I'd have to, like, watch an episode to, oh, yes, sorry, I'm looking at a picture of it now. I totally remember yeah, those. I remember yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, so a couple other historical ones that uh, I wanted to just mention. Well, historical. Um, <laughs> I, well, actually, one of them is historical. The Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple doll. Okay. From cool. 1934. So when I was looking at this, what's, what's kind of cool about it, if you had bought one in 1934, mm-hmm. of course, midst of the Great Depression, so they're trying to move product, mm-hmm. retailed anywhere from $2.90 to $5.80. Okay. Which, okay, that's not cheap. No. Uh, but if you had one today mm-hmm. in 2018, you could go on eBay and now this is obviously not necessarily what you're going to sell it for, but there are ones on there listed in the $1,500 range. Wow. You had a Shirley Temple doll. So what's also remarkable about this one that comes out in 1934, it comes out after the movie Bright Eyes, which is her big first film that makes her a star right. in the 1930s. And that movie came out three days before Christmas, 
which just I don't know I I thought that was weird. Like, like the timing of it. Yeah, that yeah. that movie is coming out three days because now they'll come out like on Christmas or a month before. A month before. Yeah. Like like this weekend as we're recording this, nothing comes out. Right. It's like Thanksgiving weekend in the United States, Christmas, and everything that comes out in the middle is just dreck. Right. If anything comes out at all. <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah. So that Shirley Temple doll. So if you're going through your parents' stuff or your grandparents' come stuff, across come across the Shirley mm. Temple doll. That, that's a good season for you. <laughs> yeah. So that was my one from the 1930s. I just wanted to mention that. That's oh, yeah, cool. absolutely. As we were talking about dolls. So what, what else? Uh, let's run through a few more here. Um, from the 80s, we've got uh, My Little Pony. Oh, yeah. Which, again, is still around. Yeah, yeah My Little Pony is still, uh, still Don't they still make that? It's a show, too, right? Not yeah. just yeah. a toy. Yeah. yeah. They, I think they even have it, like, it's now CGI, like, totally computer animated and, like, wow. different iterations of it. Like, got, I don't, like, I just, I think I'm pretty sure I've seen it on Netflix for kids, like, when you're flipping through. I was more into Care Bears than My Little Pony. Oh, yeah, Care Bears. You know, you should, do you guys, okay, th- this is somewhat on topic. Do you have, on Netflix, right. do you have one that's, like, grown up and then the kid one? Yep. Okay, because, like, it'd be weird if your grown-up one was <laughs> was something. Oh, no, no, no. no. But, it's, but it's hilarious, right? So when you go into the, to your, like, our normal, like, Aaron and my account, even though we only watch kids shows on the kids' account, it'll still, still come, come up, up, do you want to watch Paw Patrol? It's like, no, I've watched Paw Patrol all day. Right. I don't want to watch any more Paw Patrol. Right, because, like, <laughs> I don't think I want to know what Netflix suggests to you after you've watched Paw Patrol and The Wire. Like, I don't want to know what that algorithm spits out at you. Yeah, no. It's, it's going to be something really weird. <laughs> I, might I, I, I might have to do that. <laughs> um, that sounds interesting. So there you go. So, um, so um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking here at uh, My Little Pony. It uh, looks like it sort of went in spurts as a yeah. show. So it came on and off sort of okay. sporadically yeah. here. Um, all right. But, yeah, My Little Pony, that was, was and I think still is pretty big. Yeah. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention uh, I canvassed our softball team, Sean, to see yes. what some of their favorites were. And some of the responses I got were Tamagotchi. Oh, those were so cool. They I were. never had one. You I never think, had a Tamagotchi? I think my sister did. And I remember being insanely jealous because yeah. obviously I wanted to play with it. And then I think when she grew out of it, she gave it to me. But then by that point, I think the battery was just about dead. So um, I had like a knockoff Tamagotchi because they were expensive when were they? they came out. Well, for when they came out, they were pretty expensive, I remember. So I had a knockoff Tamagotchi that I'm pretty sure I got at Giant Tiger. Nice. But it was still the exact same premise. Right. And I loved that little thing. It was so much fun. I think mine was a dinosaur. Like, I nice. think my pet was a dinosaur. But what happens, <laughs> so, but how long would they live? As long as, as long as you didn't kill them. <laughs> like, as long as you fed them and, okay. and, and what, you had to pick up their poop. You had oh, to, you had to feed them. I remember having to feed them. You have to, like, not take, take them on walks, but, like, hit, hit a button that said, like, yeah, you're going on you a walk or something. Yeah, you play with them, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think it was those three things. You had to play with them, you had to, you had to pick up their poo and you had to feed, uh, yeah feed them or whatever yeah 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 but those were when i was in middle school that's everyone oh yeah everyone yeah. They're huge yeah. yeah and you would have like you would put them on your backpack and then you would like in between classes you would check on them to make sure they they were okay <laughs> yes in between classes in between classes yes yeah. never during class no never, never during class during class <laughs> responsible students that we all are no professor graham <laughs> Uh, another one that uh, we got a response back, and I definitely remember having a few of them, not as many as uh, as one of our friends growing up, was uh, Power Rangers toys. 
Yeah. There were so many out there. And uh, one of the ones that specifically that I was told about from our team uh, was making uh, the Megazoids. Like you could put all this, uh, all the, uh, sorry, not Zoids, Zoids, the Megazords, where you right. put all the right. Zords together and it made, you know, you can connect them all and it became cool. the Megazord. And uh, I remember a friend of ours growing up had those and hours and hours we played Power Rangers. Yeah. I, I, the thing that always bugged me about that was the monster would be winning the fight mm-hmm. and then the weird woman would like throw her. A staff thing yeah, to Rita, make my Rita, monster Rita repulsa. Rita repulsa, yeah. to make my monster grow yep. mm-hmm. and that's when the monster would lose and that she did it every time why doesn't she learn that when she makes the monster bigger it's gonna lose it's Sean, it's a kid show <laughs> but I, even as a kid i thought this doesn't make any sense She's it's like last night we're watching frosty the snowman with ellie for the first time and there's aaron going well, this isn't inaccurate. That would never happen. What? Why is he doing that? And I'm like, it's a children's television show. Yes, the talking snowman would never behave in this, in like, this way. Like, let's just <laughs> calm down. I don't even remember what it was, but yeah, I totally made a stupid comment. <laughs> the, major, the major plot hole here oh my is the way in which he's behaving. Oh. It's, not, it's not the fact that a snowman has come to life. No, just, that's not oh. the plot hole. Uh-huh. No, I mean, magic hat just makes sense. <laughs> Beyond, it was something about, I don't know. That's fair. When, when I go to Disney World, if you ride Splash Mountain, that plot makes no sense to me either. Because the rabbit's in trouble. You go you go, and you make a big fall. And now the rabbit's okay? Like, why is me falling down a big hill helpful to the rabbit? I don't understand the plot of that either. So. See, so I'm not the only one. Yeah. These things have yeah, to make sense. It what just are we, means you're both annoying. No, what are we teaching our children <laughs> if we allow this to happen? That's that's what we're talking about. We do it for the kids, Megan. That's yeah. what we do it for. Always. We're here for the kids. Um, I got two more that I'll just mention. The other one, um, and my brother, I think, would agree with this, uh, getting an Xbox. Now, obviously, that's a little bit now into the 2000s. Yeah. But Xbox, but I think that goes along the same line as video game consoles in general. Uh, I remember getting our first NES, um, and then we got a Sega Genesis for Christmas. We got an N64 for Christmas. My brother got a GameCube for Christmas. Like Christmas, like obviously that's when they generally release these new platforms. I think they've moved away from that a little bit now, except for Nintendo. Nintendo seems to still release, or at least they did with the Wii, I think, at Christmas. Yeah, the Wii I, was a, the Wii's on my list here. As a Christmas release, a Christmas okay. Thing. But I think the uh, like the Switch and everything that kind of came out, and the yeah. PS4, Xbox 360, I think those just kind of drop whenever. Um, but yeah, I remember like Christmas time being massive for consoles. So yeah. I mean, even recently, um, and talking about inflation of prices, the NES Classic, yeah. When it first came out, I remember being super excited about it. I told my siblings, like, we got to get one. We got to take it to the cottage and yeah. leave it there, have a ton of fun. Everyone was, was sold out. Like, I yeah. remember I had to go to the grocery store uh, before going to work, and there was a line outside of EB Games. I thought, wow, this is insane. So I called a couple stores afterwards, like, hey, do you guys, do you guys have this? And I, everyone that I called went, uh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. And like, well, what about this one? Good luck. Yeah. yeah. It was that popular. Yeah. Like, and obviously the NES Classic was marketed towards us like as but, adults. But the thing about it too, though, was that it was like, it was really inexpensive. It was for a hundred bucks. Yeah. It was really like yeah. for what you were getting because you, it didn't have like all of the games no, in one. No, it had 30 games. And, right. Um, but then of course you go online and people bought two or three of them. 
and then they put it on eBay, and so hundred dollars people are selling them for, for three, four, five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. to try to capitalize. Yeah. Or someone would be like, uh, you know, you go a couple days later. Oh, I played every single game. I'm done with it now. Two hundred dollars. It's like, wait, what? You you've already used it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you didn't have to blow into the cartridge, no, which was always it, annoying with the it, other one. And even though there was a thing about that uh, that I read, that apparently did nothing. But it always worked! I, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> but, yeah. but someone did a whole article about that. Apparently it did absolutely nothing. I don't believe that. Yeah, me I, either. I think it worked. Yeah. It, went, it didn't work. I took it out, I blew in it, and then it worked. And it worked. Yeah. I, there's no other explanation. Oh, I agree. I did the same thing. I read something about that. <laughs> um, all right, so what else did the team say? Uh, the last one we got here on here was the Game Shark. And Sean, you were saying you didn't. Uh, I, I was not familiar with this. What's a, what's so if you call me a cheater. I don't know what the game shark is. So I think we have to get rid of this narrative of me being a cheater. What's the game shark? So I think, and please someone correct me if I'm wrong, because I didn't have a game shark, but I think it's along the same lines as a game genie. So what you did what's was. It's a game genie. <laughs> so the game genie for the Nintendo was it was a cartridge. So it went into your Nintendo. Okay. And then you put the game into it. And then what it did is this thing had cheat codes for every game. So I remember we had something like that for the Nintendo 64 in which you could go in like uh, I remember playing uh, James Bond uh, Goldeneye Mm -hmm. and there were certain codes that you could unlock or do. I can't remember how it was, but if you plugged into the Game Genie, it unlocked everything. So this, sorry, was it like, did you have to get a specific one for each game? No, it was it was universal. So it was made by that game company? No, it was no, it was someone someone had made this. Okay. Um, hopefully, Sean's looking up. Yeah, look at that. So this is what it sort of looks I like. I had never heard it? of this. Before. Yeah, exactly. We had one of those. So, yeah, the Game Shark. Oh my goodness. So you basically, yeah, you just put the game into this, right. and then this into the console. That's right. And I, I assume and that the software would automatically go yeah. so and then what you do is activate. you go into the game shark interface you pick the game that you want to play and then it opens up all the cheat codes interesting like for james bond you could put a dk mode so donkey kong mode where everyone walked around with massive heads or you can <laughs> unlock it so that you had um, unlimited health or infinite time or something i can't remember them now um but yeah it was totally cheating but it was a lot of fun because... Because you could win. Yeah. Well, even that, but you could do different things with it. Right. Like, you know, yeah. let's say you've gone through, you played the entire game and, you know, video games then and now are still expensive. Right. So let's say your parents got you one game. You want to get everything out of it. Right. So we never had the Game Shark, but a friend of ours did. So he would come over and we'd plug it in and just hours of entertainment, you know, switching out games, seeing what cheat codes you could do or special features you could do with right. it. It's sort of like when I, like, I would play NBA Jam a lot with my brother and there was the tournament edition and in that one it was like this thing where you're playing the game and then consoles would consoles um icons would come up on the court and it would give you like super speed Mm. like jam power on fire like all this stuff so it's the same idea right yeah that it helps you in the game but it's also more fun right because it it changes things up i think it just unlocks everything for you to try to get again the most out of the game possible right the only time i've ever cheated in a game was when i remember remember sims yeah. Or, um, and then um, you would have to have like money to like buy furniture and to do stuff. But then there was this rosebud <laughs> cheat code. Where- Exclamation part. Point semicolon. Yeah, and then <laughs> you would just do it a million times, and then you would get like all of this money, and then you never had to send them to work. Yeah. And it was <laughs> <laughs> so much more fun. They didn't have to work. But because like for me, the 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 fun part about Sims was not the like 
interacting with other Sims part. It was I wanted to build their houses yeah. and I wanted to furnish them and I wanted mm -hmm. to decorate them. And, and you couldn't do that without, without tons of cash. So... I, that was the only game I think I ever cheated, <laughs> cheated on. So now we have to get you is like a, a interior design software. I, well, I and actually, you'd be fine. I had I actually had an arch. One of my gifts as a kid for Christmas was an architecture software where oh. I would, where you would design houses and it kind of gave you a three D view of what it would look like. So it was, you could sort of decorate a little bit, but. Um, no, I would actually, I would love to have decorating software. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so is there anything else here uh, on just, the list? Just, just a couple. Let's I just mean, run through, yeah. Just very quickly, um, Beanie Babies. Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course, of were course. massive. Of course. And, um, you know, the Can't fact, of course, those. was to hang on to the tags because everyone was like, oh, they're going to be super rare. Now they're not. Yeah. They, yeah. Some of them are. Some of them are, but the Like, I've seen, like, the really rare ones can be kind of expensive yeah. yeah but most of them are like people are trying to get rid of them for like two bucks yeah. they're just yeah. trying to get rid of them i kept them for her for my for ellie yeah right um yeah. another one i remember being massive and they just came back as well as furbies yeah, oh, yeah furbies. furby came back yeah those um, are weird those things are creepy they're cute they remind <laughs> me of um no they reminded me of um of uh, like gremlins right of uh, like mog sorry, m mogwais before they became gremlins you know what i yeah. mean so like i always thought of them as being really cute and cuddly right. and they're kind of like are, do you think they came back because they kind of looked like the things in frozen what things in frozen the ones that have the song about how the the oaf guy and the the anna need to be together Oh, gosh, I haven't watched that movie closely enough to know what you're talking about. Okay. Oh, well, you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> She'll get there. <laughs> and then last one that I'll mention, because I remember it was a couple years ago, and same thing, inflated prices because people buy them ahead of time. Hatchimals. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. They are so cool. But, like, I remember, same thing. People yeah. would buy three, four of them knowing that they were going to be huge and yeah. then sold them on eBay for hundreds. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean... I would totally get one for Ellie in a few years I from think, now. I think, like, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, how he's trying to get that toy for his son. Yeah. If it was set nowadays, it would just be about people fighting online. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't be running from store to store. No. It'd just be people trying to bit, outbid each other. Off. Like That'd be like <laughs> yeah. a new Christmas idea. Yeah. You just see adults sitting online yelling at their screen trying to outbid each yeah. other for these toys. Yeah. Yeah. So, and let's not forget, this just to finally the biggest one, of course, of all time, is uh, Princess Unicorn, which we can't forget Princess Unicorn. No. What's no. Princess Unicorn? It's from Just The you. Office. Uh oh. Um, oh, yes, I totally remember. Yes, <laughs> where Daryl was selling all of the, or was it Dwight or Daryl? Dwight selling them. Dwight and selling buys, them. And Daryl buys yeah. one. Right, right, yeah. yes. No. <laughs> your, horn, your horn can reach the sky. I yeah. totally remember that. Sorry, I, to I forgot what the name of the doll was. Yes. Right. And then um, Toby buys one. No, what's the one where Toby buys one for his daughter? But she's doesn't look like her daughter, and he gets all upset. Yeah. So Daryl buys the last one, and it's uh, it's an African American. Right, and then he gets, doll. and then Toby buys it from his daughter. And, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this very awkward oh, moment. moment yes. Toby's like, oh, it, oh, it's even better than the one I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's so, such a good episode. Yeah. So uh, all right, so so we've talked for a bit. Now let's let's bring in the Christmas expert. It is oh, a, yeah. uh, a Christmas is for kids. So let's see what the kids want uh, and what her memories of Christmas are. Well, if, and with keeping in mind she's two and a half, so she's had two Christmases so far. Yes. <laughs> so much yes. Do you remember who comes and visits us at Christmas? Santa. That's right. And, 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 and who's coming? 
And Santa and Rudolph and 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 and, and I can't know what my what and Frosty. Yep. And, and Frosty. what, Ellie? What would you? What would you like Santa to bring you for Christmas? A Santa hat. A Santa hat? A Santa hat. That's yeah. a great idea. That you can wear? Yep. Yeah? Yep. They got dressed. So what color Santa hat should would you want to ask Santa for? A red Santa hat. Oh, what a great idea. It's a really good idea. Is there anything else you want? I want what I want for Christmas. Yeah, that's what that's what Sean's asking you. What you would like for Christmas? I like, I I like, uh, maybe I can pick. I can't know. You can't know. No, just the hat. You're good with a hat. Yep. You want a hat? Should everything else be a surprise? Maybe. Yep. Yeah, Ellie. What is your favorite toy to play with? Uh, my my favorite. Is, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's your crayons. Crayons are a toy. And then there's your dancing and singing flamingo. Thanks. And there's um, your blocks. Yeah, I like playing blocks. Are blocks your favorite toy right now? Yep. Yeah. I, I want to build a tower. You want to build a tower? Yeah. <laughs> so you want to go build a tower right now? Okay. That's a great idea. Let's go build a tower. There you go. You're progeny on the podcast. I love it. Right there. Uh, I'm so proud. Expert. Uh, now, obviously, you don't want to spoil because she might listen to this. Of course. You don't know what she does in her room when she's trying to nap. No, she, she might be listening to the History Slam she, podcast. She's an active subscriber. <laughs> That's what we listen to in the car together. Yeah, but hopefully Santa will bring her his hat. Um, so I had to I had to convince her though because originally when she was telling me what she wanted for Christmas she really wanted a green Santa hat oh. and I went oh I don't know if Santa has very many green Santa hats lying around I'm like what about a red one like Santa and she goes that's a great idea I said okay <laughs> I had to talk her talk her away from the green Santa hat to a red one but what does Santa wear on St Patrick's Day. He's probably got a green one in there uh, somewhere. That's not really my uh, problem. It's okay. uh... <laughs> all right. Is, he, is Santa going to sign it for like to Ellie from Santa? Keep it real. Maybe that's Maybe the... the wrapping. Yes. Yes. There yeah. you go. Yeah, the um, All right. So we know what she wants. What do you want for Christmas, Megan? Um, <laughs> it's actually pretty funny because. Um, you know, we're doing all these like home renovations and I, I just feel like, you know, I, I really want our money to go towards, you know, getting our basement finished and all that kind of stuff. So I sort of joked with Aaron and like, you know, honest to goodness, do not buy me anything this year. I just want you to make me a coupon that's good for like you doing manual labor whenever I would like you to. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, and that was the step up because when I asked her what she wanted, originally she said drywall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And they said drywall, and then I think I said lumber. Yeah, and I said no to both. <laughs> okay, so so this coupon, yeah, whenever I want, yeah. would that be that's like a, not a one-time use item? This is a 
no, no. Like it would be like like, like once I once I cash in my coupon, it would right. be done. But you know, like there's like little things around the house that aren't priority items that yeah. are, but that just like make me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like we have these ugly, you know, like blinds from like the 1970s that are pink that are that are up and they and they make me crazy. And like we just haven't gotten around to taking them down. So I was like, you know, I would like to be able to say to you one day, here I'm cashing in this coupon. Take down these ugly ugly right. blinds. For once and for all. Like, I, I know I could do it also, but it's one of those stats where I feel like it involves some brute strength of just, like, <laughs> yanking them down. Well, I don't know. When I got here today, you were downstairs... <laughs> Working on the, you had the saw going and doing all the measurements. Oh, I think you could, I'm you could, handy, you could do but, it. but there's just some things that I just want him to just do and be done with. So uh, you know what I think, as an impartial third party to this, right? You should take that coupon and you should cash it in uh, on a Sunday in January, um, perhaps when there's a football game going on somewhere in the Boston region. <laughs> I so I so I, I know better. I don't want to end up divorced. So I would I would definitely be cashing in the coupon strategically, yeah. not during certain sports games. Basically, <laughs> Saturday nights and Sunday afternoons are off limits. Yeah, yeah, I'm busy. I'm perma perma booked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and to the point too, where like someone will be like, "Oh, you know, like, do you guys want to get together? You know, s- you know, Sunday in the afternoon?" And I'll be like, "Sure." And then he'll be like, "The Patriots are playing." And I'll be like, "Nope, sorry, we can't." <laughs> like it, it doesn't even bother me anymore. I don't get upset. I just go, hey, "That's my reality." It's yeah. just <laughs> well, it's only sixteen days a year. <laughs> it is usually, I, usually a little bit more because Patriots, at least for the last yeah, but they the but playoffs, they play so. they play so many night games right because they're because they're good so they get they get on night a lot so you don't have to worry about the daytime first uh for people who um don't like football you can turn this off now but for the first nine weeks of the season the patriots played five night games three sunday night games like that's 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 a lot that's a lot that is a lot so uh so uh so we have that what do you want for christmas aaron i didn't ask for anything i never do i don't think because i drive megan insane every year because she asked me what do you want and my mom for years as well what what do you want and as i got older i honestly never knew what to say and this isn't one of those false little th- i honestly don't know i i feel as though i'm pretty but here yeah, he, he's some years he's really easy to buy for and other years he's not as easy to buy for this year i didn't even ask you because i had already bought everything there we go see there, there's just some years that i i think uh, I think I'm so used to being... I you think, got dry while he got paint. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm so used to being a student and, and not having a lot of money yeah. that I'm so used to just talking about things that I'd like to get. Yeah, and so then and I, I go, just, they go in my brain. Right. And I, I, I mentioned it back in March and then yeah. forget about it. And then all of a sudden on Christmas, Megan has remembered. And mm. I was like, oh yeah, I remember mentioning that. Because yeah. so, I don't, I still have a hard time spending money on myself kind of thing like that. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Now, you're going to a Christmas party tonight. Yes. Is this a, a situation where you had to bring something? Uh, well, I usually bring, like, it's so it's our two best friends, and so I usually buy for them. Okay. Yeah. What did you, this is going to, if they're opening it tonight, this is going to air after they've opened it. That's okay. Yeah, no, so they both like, um, they're both outdoorsy, so I bought them a basil plant. Ooh. But it looks kind of like a Christmas tree. Okay. And like a, a cool little pot. And then I, I got them dinosaur socks because who doesn't want dinosaur socks? I, I can't think of something. It doesn't matter what age you are, you want dinosaur no, socks in your life. Especially, I think, um... One of her friends in particular is super excited because Ellie's also into dinosaurs. Yeah. And awesome. So he is beyond excited the fact that Ellie likes dinosaurs. Yeah. They can talk because dinosaurs. They can talk dinosaurs. They can talk right. dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the Venn diagram between what a grown up can talk about with a yeah. two year old is kind of small. Yeah. 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 It's basically so. dinosaurs. Yeah. So dinosaurs. And, and, and like toots. 
being hilarious. That's yeah. really well. That's universal. That's universal. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> what do you want yes. for Christmas? Well, of course, you know, world yeah, peace. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, that's all I want, uh, and I'm good. Otherwise. <laughs> Um, no, I, I've, I've been able to slowly, and mm-hmm. I, it wasn't really hard, but to get our family just off gifts all right. together. Yeah. So we don't get anything. Uh, my shopping is done. My shopping for next year is done as well. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm good to go. Uh, my brother and I do uh, 12 beers of Christmas. Oh, fun. So we do that. Uh, we've done that since he moved here. So it's be our third year of doing that. Uh, so I buy those for him. So, well, thank you very much to the two of you, Megan and Aaron. Uh, always a pleasure to have you both on the show. You're now both multiple-time guests. Oh, Lord. I don't know how you guys talk me into this stuff. This one I was told was quite easy <laughs> to talk you into. It didn't take a lot of convincing. Well, it was only because I was assured there was not so much historical content that I would feel like a complete dummy. <laughs> and now that we're at the end of it, is that an accurate... Yes, yes, yes. You you sold it accurately. Thank you, boys. All right. Well, thank you both for coming on the show, as always. always. Uh, Welcome back whenever you want. And by welcome back, I mean you're welcome to come into the city (laughs) for us to do this. Uh, And I'm sorry if you're going to have troubles booking a... uh, you know, a fan favorite guest moving forward because I'm pretty sure the two and a half year old is very quickly going to become a fan favorite. Fan favorite, uh, yes. She might have to get an agent and you know, she's going to be in such high demand now. It's going to be a whole thing, I know. Exactly. Um, yes, but uh, she's currently napping. Thank her when she gets up for Will me. Do. Um, and thanks everybody out there for listening. This is our last show of 2018. Uh, I don't know how many we've done this year, but it's episode 126 overall. And Aaron, you've been on about 124 of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, thank you everybody for listening uh, and for continuing to do this. Uh, I, I, you know, there's some. I, I don't know exactly how many people download each one because we have the two different feeds. One of which I get numbers on, one of which I don't. But. On the one feed, more people download this than I ever thought, which would download it. So thank you very much for listening and continuing to listen. And if you have ideas for stuff you want to hear or anything with regards to the show, always get in touch at historyslam at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. Shawnee Fever. Aaron's at AaronBoys1. That's correct. And Megan is I just a, a casual observer <laughs> of the Twitter world. I Instagram. There you go. Uh, what's your Instagram? Do you want people to come find you? At Megan Lynn Riley. Megan Lynn Riley. There you go. So uh, find everybody there. Uh, and do check out Active History on December the 21st, where Aaron and I will be back with our sixth annual year in review 100 years later. I can't believe we made it to six. It's really remarkable. And we got a good list this year. This, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a good one. So yeah. be sure to check that out on the 21st. Everybody have a great holiday and a safe new year and we'll be back in 2019. And in the interim, if you see Enrico Palazzo, please say hi for me. Thanks for listening to the History Slam podcast. Be sure to check out Active History for more features, articles, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes.